And uh, that's the whole sensory experience. So I've realised whilst there are problems with the sensory experience, it is part of how humanity to actually uh, have that as a, a whole of context. But what I looked at particularly was how you measure stuff on surfaces scientifically. So would you like me to go there? Well, and that's where I'm going is, is yes, visually, <clears throat> and as you're saying, Greg, sensorily, I can detect. But everybody's detection seems to be askew to the realities of infection. And Absolutely. whenever we're talking about the pandemic that we have worldwide right now, and quite honestly, we fight every day in the cleaning business. Uh, these infections are everywhere every day. They're invisible, as you said. We just have a heightened awareness of it right now. What, I mean, I know what we use here at the Academy, what we talk about as best practice for identification in the field. There is a limitation and there is, I guess, levels, uh, if you will. So... Let me introduce some real technical jargon to everyone, Dave. Oh, I, oh when, goodness. <laughs> uh, here we go. You're going to get Graham on me again, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to give you a spelling test afterwards. How's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, when we come to talk about our sensory experience of measuring cleaning, it's what's called qualitative. And that's a big piece of jargon. And basically what it means is it, 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 it gives you a feel for quality. But it, it's it's not something that you can you can put into a measurement scale really, and if you do, it's sort of a bit arbitrary. So I might walk into a a mouldy building and go, "Oh, it's mouldy," and I'm going to score it five out of five for bad. And someone else who lives in a mouldy building walks in and probably goes, eh, "It doesn't smell too bad. I'll give it a one." So that's the sort of thing that's qualitative. It's how people experience it. What we do in, in the real hard end of science uh, is what's called quantitative. That is, you measure the quantity and you can put it in a scale. And uh, that's, that's where I focused my doctorate area and where we continue to focus a lot of research is, is what's called quantitating the cleanliness. And that's what you can't tell by looking because a lot of the things you're looking for are below visible, visible sight. So... <clears throat> And, uh, you know, I have a microbiology background. I'm a member of the Australian Society of Microbiology. And, uh, you know, microbiology is fantastic. It's a very quantitative science when it's done well. <clears throat> but the moment you have to measure micro in the field, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of money. There's a lot of preparation. Um, it costs a lot. And then you have to wait three, four, five days, depending on your systems, up to two weeks to get the answers. Well, if you're monitoring a cleaning site, you don't have that time. You know, you, no. you just, you need to go in and get it and have, have, be able to say it's clean. And uh, and if you can't, well, it's not going to be able to be working for, for everybody. So what I focused on in my PhD were two basic systems. One used fluorescent markers. Um, a gentleman by the name of uh, Dr. Philip Carling is a good friend and colleague of mine from Boston. He's now retired. He invented a system called uh, DAZO, D-A-Z-O, published it widely, where he put little fluorescent marker dots around hospitals. <clears throat> and um, he went round and put them on, and when they dried, it had a bit of a glue in it, 
when it, your water-soluble glue, when it dried, you couldn't really see them. <clears throat> and what he found was if the cleaner's using a wet cloth, a moistened cloth with the detergent, cleaned over it, he washed them away. And what he found was that he could put them randomly through a hospital and he could tell by going, he'd put them around one day and he'd go around the next after the cleaners had been through and he'd count how many had been removed. And that gave him a quantitative number on how much cleaning, surface cleaning had actually been done. So cleaners who went through and said, yeah, I've done this room, but they actually didn't wipe down a single surface. Well, if he put five dots in that room, there were still five dots there afterwards. Likewise, if they used dry microfiber, which wasn't part of his system in his hospital, Philip, Dr. Carling is a, an infectious diseases doctor, um, and uh, they didn't want dry microfiber. They wanted a, a moistened system. So if he found they were using dry microfiber, he could say, well, you know, you, you, you didn't clean the room. The room is not clean. Now, <clears throat> the trouble I had with that fluorescent marker system is it's really good for measuring whether you've got cleanliness in terms of has the cleaning process been done, but it doesn't tell you is the surface really clean. So if I went into that room and dipped the rag into the toilet bowl and then used the toilet water to clean the surfaces, I don't think any of us would regard those surfaces having been cleaned, but all the dots would have been removed. Well, so, and, and, and the reason would be is because <clears throat> microfiber and water can remove 99% of what is there, uh, depending sure. on whose study. So, you know, that you removed the visible marker isn't quantifying the healthiness or the safety of the of the surface, is what you're saying. Well, what we found was, and this is, I, I started looking at uh, Dr. Carling's um, materials, <clears throat> and uh, which are now commercially available in the US. <clears throat> so what I found was that is what's called a process measure. So the fluorescent markers are really good for measuring the process, not the outcome. Has the process been conducted? Yes or no? And it's really quantitative, and there's good data on them. And there's a few of them around. There's a few different systems around by different commercial organisations. And then I moved on to looking at particularly ATP measurement. So I think your 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 listeners are used to hearing about ATP, aren't they? Oh, we use it extensively. That's what we write in our all of our protocols. So I'm glad that you're mentioning it. Yeah, perfect. Well, my PhD largely looked around... Um, the main commercial variant systems that are available in the market. And I, I did both a bunch of laboratory type experiments using microbiology and chemistry uh, to, to basically work out how good or not so good they are. And we looked at brands like Hygiena, 3M, Kickerman, Charm. So we didn't do everybody in the field, and I don't mean to cast aspersions on those I didn't mention, but they're the main ones I looked at. And we compared them, <clears throat> and we did a lot of comparison work. And a lot of my work has actually been published in, uh, in journals in the US, uh, medical journals, things like uh, Infection Control and Hospital Epidemiology, uh, the American Journal of Infection Control. Uh, I've published also in the Journal of Hospital Infection and a couple of other local journals in Australia. So it's all out there publicly. And what we found was that ATP is a really good uh, 
indicator for general cleaning. 